two of Candle Chats, a weekly podcast hosted by two long-distance friends that have a shared love of candles. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by my friend Diane. Diane, what are you burning this evening? So tonight I'm burning Net Supernatural in honor of spooky season. Oh yeah, we, we should probably let everyone know that we're like a week out from when these will air. We're trying to give That's ourselves true. a buffer. We're recording this on Halloween Eve. But it's airing November 8th. <laughs> yeah, so it's October 30th. So I'm burning Supernatural by Net. Um, and it is a smoky, spicy candle that smells like the most magical walk in a forest. It has Elemy cinnamon are the top notes. The mid notes are geranium, frankincense, and labdanum. Haha, <laughs> labdanum's That's back, guys. always a good one. Always. When I see labdanum, I'm like, hell yeah, add to cart. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And the base is birch, amorous, patchouli, cade, and sandalwood. So it's really, it's got this like, I don't want to call it a super smoky scent because I don't, I, there are some candles that when I smell them, it smells like a bonfire. And this smells a little bit like the bonfire has extinguished and you're kind of just hanging out in a chatting with your friends in a forest. I don't think I've ever lit this one. I have it. But I think I said it reminded me of like um, Sabrina, the Teenage Teenage Witch, because that was when Sabrina was on Netflix when I got it and I was watching it and I was like, oh, I feel like this could be like the scent of this show. That's what that's what it reminds me of, too. And I've already burned one. So I'm on my second one now. Nice. Great. That's a good one. What are you burning? I'm burning. Okay, so juicier is this brand and they're the ones that messaged me sent me an email and they were like we wish you had a podcast and then I called you like minutes later to ask you to be my podcast host but I got my package (laughs) from them and of course I lit this one first they sent me six candles which is so incredibly kind but they're basically I think they're like a dupe candle brand they dupe fancy scents and I right. like the one Colt 33, which is a dupe Ooh. for Lilabo Santal. And I took out Lilabo Santal here so I could like compare them. And they're very, very close. Very close. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I, I just wish I could smell it right now. I know. Okay. So this one has notes of cardamom, iris, violet, ambrox, ambrox, sandalwood, papyrus. Papyrus is a good one too. A good fragrance note. Leather and cedarwood. It was very cozy and nice. How's the burn on it compared to Lilabo? <laughs> Better. Even. It actually burns <laughs> even, which is a plus. So <laughs> thank you for that, Juicier. <laughs> You've got a plus in our book for that one. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm going to move on to some housekeeping. So this is episode two. And in our teaser episode, we put an ask out there for a name for this concept we have. Diane, do you want to give a little a little brief explanation of it again? Yeah, sure. So we have this rating system that we've based off of a marketing term called the triple constraint theory. And basically, we have three we have three things that we're rating our candles on. We're rating it on aesthetics, which includes the vessel, packaging, branding and unboxing experience the quality of of the candle. So this goes into the ingredients, the throw, how well it burns, the scent complexity. And the third thing that we're going to be rating is the price point. Is it affordable? Is it that mid-tier? 
or is it luxury? Yeah. And I like that we're doing it this way instead of being like, oh, this gets four out of 10 or five out of 10, because it really is so nuanced. And like you could rate a candle a six out of 10. And maybe I think it's an eight out of 10 or vice versa or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like this way, it's pretty unobjective. Is that a word? And so what's important to you may not be important to us. And so when we rate a candle, we don't want to rate a candle as like five stars out of 10. We want to rate a candle as like, this is what I see. This is what the vessel is. This is how many ingredients it has. This is the way that it burns. This is the price point. And we want you guys to be able to decide what's important to you. Exactly. Because it's all subjective. That's the word I was looking for. Subjective. Subjective. So in our teaser episode, we put an ask out and we asked people to go to our Instagram account, which is at Candle Chats to give us name suggestions because we were really struggling to come up with a name for this. We didn't want to call it Triple Constraint. We wanted it to be something fun and something that we could all reference when we're looking at candles. And so I put the ask out there and one of my favorite people, Dominique, suggested Triple Wick. And I really love this because we're going to review these candles on these three key things. So our basic breakdown would be if a candle only has one of these three things going for it, it'll have small wick energy, which is just fun. Small wick energy. Yeah. And it's, it's not great, right? Small wick energy, but it's not like being really harsh and critical, which I like because I don't want it. I don't want this podcast to be like really harsh and critical. And then if it has two out of three things going for it, then it'll have big wick energy. And I think most candles are going to have big wick energy, which is good. You want two of those three things. That's great. And if we ever find a three out of three, that'll be a magnum. Oh, my gosh. Ideal. Forever on the hunt for a magnum, right? (laughs) Also, I think we're really going to need T-shirts that say big wick energy. I think so, too. If not T-shirts, bags. Oh, yeah. I mean, tote bags. We all need a good tote bag. Right. To carry our candles. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So huge shout out to Dominique for the suggestion. You can find her on Instagram at dom.com. That's dom with two M's. And I'll link to her in the show notes. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you, Dominique. We love you. She's one of my favorite follows. And also just like so real. I just love her. She's great. Yeah. All right. So now getting into our burning questions, we are prompt for the week is to pick a candle under $30 that we love. But I wanted to give a little disclaimer that we are just two women with a love of candles in a world that has thousands of candle brands. There is no way we have even scratched the surface on candles. So we're just sharing some of our current favorites from brands we have tried and love. Diane, what is your current favorite candle brand for under $30? Okay, so my current favorite candle brand for under $30, and this changes constantly all the time every time I find a really good candle at this price point, because good candles, in my opinion, at this price point are hard to come by, especially because I really want a clean candle. I have a dog and a cat, so clean ingredients is like, if I'm going to compromise, I'd rather compromise somewhere else than on the ingredients. So my current favorite brand is Rowan, and they are a woman-owned, woman-started business, and I just love their candles. Um, They have a couple different price points, but their glass amber jar candles are um, about $28, uh, depending on where you buy them. And I've only ever bought Rowan directly from Rowan's website, but you can find them in boutiques across the U.S., 
That is a good point. I wanted to talk about accessibility because there are so many candle brands and there are some that just sell on Etsy, some that just sell locally. Rowan is a great like kind of in between. They're not as well known as like a PF candle or a boy smells, but you can find them in a lot of local boutiques. And also she has her own website and I very rarely see them go out of stock on her website. So I think that's a great one for you to pick because it's easy for people to buy and gift. Yeah. Yeah. And what I really like about Rowan candles, especially the amber glass jar ones is that they come with a top. So if you're like me and you like to display your candles, but you do live with animals. So your house is maybe a little dustier. It has a little bit more, you know, hair floating around, no matter how much you clean your house, um, being able to like put that top on your candle to keep the wax and the wicks real nice and clean is just, it's an additional nice thing. So, and that's really why I love Rowan candles is because they are accessible they're inexpensive, their ingredients are clean, and they have, they add little touches, like that little top for the glass um, jars. I love that too, because I have so many candles, and I very rarely finish a candle, so I have a lot in storage, which is like, I have a giant dresser in the entryway that just does candles in it, so I love that Rowan has those lids on the amber vessels, because I can store them, I'm not worried about them, like, getting dusty, like you said, or gross. So yeah, you can store and stack them really, really easily if you're stacking them in a drawer. Um, But my current favorite candle from Rowan is Ohai Nui. It's been my favorite since the first time that I bought it. So if you're someone who really loves like woodsy scents with balsam fir, fig, sandalwood and amber, I mean, three of my big ones, right? Like balsam, sandalwood and amber i think every candle that i talk about is going to have at least one of those in them um, because that's that's just my favorite scent profile so if you're someone who really likes that sort of like woodsy scent you're gonna really like ohai nui i also just think that it's a really comforting one the throw is good but it's not overpowering so i like to light these in my office i have a pretty small office um, and the amber glass jars are eight ounces. So this is going to burn for 35 to 40 hours easy. Another really good one from her is Bisu Bisu, which is also yes. in the amber. I think there was rose in there. Have you tried that one? Yeah. When I bought my first Ohai Nui, um, I bought that candle as well. And I was going to a friend's birthday and I gifted her that candle because I preferred the cold throw of Ohai Nui. But I think I probably should buy another one because it's been a while. It's probably been two years since I burned it, but it was pretty good. So you saying that there's rose in it? Maybe I do like rose scents. Yes, damask rose. Damask rose, is that how you say that? That is a really, I think that's like a darker, moodier rose. I really like that when I see that as a fragrance note. It has that black currant leaves and vetiver. Vetiver is another really good one. That sounds like one that would layer so well, like during Christmas, if you were going to layer it with like a balsam fir candle or something. With times. Yes. Uh, One thing that I really love to do is I love layering scents like candles. So I like having, especially in my living room, which is fairly large, I like to put two candles that pair really well together, but maybe have different scents. And I just, I love the idea of pairing like a damask rose with like a balsam fir. Also, she has a holiday candle coming out. I actually have it. Maybe I should pull it out. It's being released November 1st. So when you're listening to this, it'll be available. What's and the it's name in a ceramic it? vessel. Let me grab it. Okay, it's called... All her names are a little like Frenchy, right? So I'm probably butchering this. Les Bois. Les Bois. 
L-E-S-B-O-I-S. Ooh, what are the notes? Dry gin, wood smoke, Tory pines, cassia bark, and clove flower. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pick that up on November 1st. It's really pretty. It's it's like glossy on the inside and matte on the outside. Yeah. It's curved. Very it's nice. ceramic. It has rowan on it. This is this is nice. I can't wait to light it. It does smell like that pine comes through a little bit, but it doesn't smell like overtly holiday. It just smells very cozy. I would also like to point out that um, when I say clean ingredients from Rowan, um, this is a coconut wax blend with a cotton wick. So these ingredients are really, really great. They're on par with some luxury candle brands. And so what's really going to set this candle apart in is the price point. And where she's compromised is in the vessels. I mean, that's that's what I can see. That, and I would say, I mean, I think that the scent complexity is there. So I would say, for me, for my nose, the, the throw, it gets good throw, but it's not going to get, like, that same punch that you're going to get from, like, a Times candle or even... Or a Lalabo or something. Or a Lalabo candle, right? So, like, those perfume houses are going to come through with, like, a punch of a throw, both the cold throw and the the lit throw, right? Yeah. My neck candles, I can smell unlit across the house. So yeah, like, and that's some people what we're don't like that. I mean, some people have scent nope. sensitivity and they really don't like that. If I'm lighting a candle, I want to, I want to smell that candle. So I've told you a little bit about Rowan. What's your under 30 candle brand that you're repping? I feel like anybody that follows me knows that it's going to be East York street. I also love Rowan, but I have like a total love affair with Hannah Minks of East York street and it's really, it's so nice when you get to know somebody that makes candles or any kind of maker and they're just a nice person. It makes me want to support them that much more. And I will like go to bat for Hannah. Like she's on that level with me. I absolutely love her. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to wax poetic about Hannah Minks and her candles right now because she is just a special, she is a unicorn. She is like a special sparkly human she being. Is. I just love her. As I'm, I'm like sniffing all the candles now, I have... I have, okay, now that I pulled this candle out from Rowan, I have 19 candles on the table. (laughs) I have, I have like four behind me. I have, I have a lot of candles on the table. I just thought like maybe if we're going to like do, do sniffies, we're going to smell them. It'd be good to have them all. Oh my gosh. I should, I should start bringing my candle collection with me to my office. I think you should. (laughs) I think, yeah, it's imperative that we have our candles around us at all times during this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, like a ritual. We just light them all. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I have 10 candles on my table from Hannah Minks. Here's the deal with Hannah. She is a candle maker. She does all of this on her own. What's truly impressive about Hannah is her attention to detail. She just cares so much and that comes through in literally everything. In her Instagram posts, in her captions, in her packaging, Everything. Every single candle comes with a playlist. She's a DJ on the side. So the playlists are actually good. Um, And she has like a little QR code that you can scan for every candle that you get. And you can listen to the playlist. They all have stories behind them and like the scent and how she developed them. They're all under $30. So she has two sizes now. When she first started making candles, they were all four ounces. So now she has four ounce offering, but she sells them in sets of three. And those are $36. Yeah, that's really nice to sample a scent and see what you're into, especially if you're new to candles and you aren't really sure what scents you're into. 
get sample packs from mm -hmm. candle brands that you want to try. A lot of them smell like tiny tea lights and you can just buy like very tiny sample sets. Hannah Mings has sets of three for $36. So you could try them that way. I think that's a great way to try, especially if you're ordering online and you're not in a store. Yeah. And that set of three, let's say you get it and you like two out of the three cents and the third one you just, you're not a fan of, you can gift that, you know, like that's like the perfect, the perfect, perfect add-on gift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also absolutely. perfect stocking stuffers. If you wanted yeah. to do stocking stuffers, one of these in there, so cute. And then she absolutely. has her nine ounce candles and those are $24. And she has a core collection of six cents. I have them all here so I can read through them. And she's coming out with a seventh one, but she's still working on that. I was messaging her earlier today, and I'm going to tell you about the seventh one that's coming out that's not out yet. Are you ready? Has she approved this? I mean, she sent me the information, so I feel like <laughs> She sent Go me the information. It. I was like, we're recording a podcast. I'm going to talk about how much I love you. Can you tell me anything? And this was part of it, so I feel like it's approved. Okay. She said she's still workshopping it. Okay, but number seven is coming. It's going to be in her core collection. Okay, the inspiration is centuries-old monks in Italy who developed secret recipes for medicinal liqueurs, the liqueurs that were herbaceous and botanical. So it'll be earthy and herbaceous and who knows what else, but I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, same. Yeah, and she also does like limited drops. So I think she does limited seasonal scents. And then she also did like the Wes Anderson inspired set. Yep. Which we talked about that so last good. episode. She does these limited ones and they're so fun and they go so quick, but definitely recommend giving her a follow on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is East York street, but let's get through her core collection. Okay. So number one is Oak Moss and Sage. Mm. Number two is blood orange and saffron. Ooh, that one would be good for like, if you're cooking. Oh yeah. Three is teakwood and peppercorn. Four is lavender and eucalyptus. That is the perfect bathroom scent. It's perfect. Like right? you're showering. You have that one going yeah. number four. Yeah. So good. And then number five so is tomato and tobacco leaf. That's the one that like really got me into her. Cause I, I didn't really know that I loved tomato candles before that, but I smelled this one and it like opened my eyes up to that. That's so interesting. I'm going to have to try a tomato candle because I've smelled a couple like in stores and I just have never, it's never grabbed me. So I'm going to pick up an East York street candle and it's going to be the tomato one. Mm, oh, it's so sure. good. Yeah. Cause the tomato comes through, but it's tobacco leaf too. And they all yeah, have like, so a, it's, they're all interesting. This one has tomato, tobacco leaf, basil, and lemon. Oh, that one's probably a good one while you're cooking. Oh yeah, this is good. Like, I feel like this is so like springtime. You have the windows open, you're cooking something and you have this going. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Six is Rosemary and Oud. She just reformulated this one and it's okay. Rosemary, Oud, Carnation, Cedar, Smoke and Sage. Oh, I think the Carnation's an interesting mix to that. Like, cause that's almost all those scents are in my palette except for mm -hmm. Carnation. How does the Carnation oh, smell? Oh my God. So okay. <laughs> I haven't lit this one yet. She just reformulated it and she sent me one and I haven't lit it, but damn, I need to. It smells so I hadn't lit it because it was like, it's definitely feels like a fall scent to me. And right. I was waiting for it to like, I didn't want to have like the AC on and this going. I wanted it to be like, I have the heat on. I have a blanket, like cozy time. Right. And we are in that now. So I need to light this one. It's so good. 
So when her shop is no longer on hiatus, I'm going to be going to her website and buying a few of these candles that you've recommended because all of them sound so good. Yes. Okay. So she's on hiatus. I think she said until November 28th. Um, she's fulfilling like wholesale orders, but she asked when this was going to air. It's airing November 8th. And she said that she would do like an Instagram thing or she'd like to open up a presale or maybe sell a few on her Instagram stories. So give her a follow East York street. Also, if we're talking about like special little touches, she is just like queen of that. Like when you get a package from Hannah Minks, it is the best mail day ever. Her penmanship, first of all, is incredible. She wraps everything so well. You can just tell she puts so much love into that. And that's what I love from buying from a small maker. Like we talked about how Rowan is pretty accessible at a lot of stores. East York Street isn't yet. It's still like very small. It's her doing everything. She has not blown up yet. And I love that because it still feels so special. And you're still getting all those really beautiful touches from when you order from somebody in like small batches. You can just tell like there's, there's a level of like, craftsmanship here that isn't there with like really big brands, which is fine. But like, as you scale, it's hard. You lose that. I hope we never fully lose that because it is really so special. I just love her. Yeah. I mean, I would love for Hannah to blow up with East York street and just do so well and be successful beyond her wildest dreams because she deserves it. But at the same time, I do hear what you're saying about how when you order from someone who's doing it on their own and they take the time to write you a handwritten note saying thank you for ordering with me or they take the time to wrap your order and like the Wes Anderson um sense that I I saw that they were all wrapped with like little like tickets and just just the notes that she wrote and everything and the way that she wrapped everything and she color coordinates so beautiful and I just think she's done an incredible job and I absolutely agree with you that she is definitely one worth being in our current top like favorites of candles. Yes. And what, what I usually don't like about candles under $30 is they're usually lacking a scent complexity. That's not the case here. Hannah Minx really like there is a depth to these candles and there's like, it's just so good. I could just talk about her forever. I have this lobby boy here. One from the Wes Anderson. It's spice plum honey. Oh, Verbena. Oh my gosh. It's so good. They're all so good. Yeah. She is, she is a special, special person. Like truly. She's just amazing. I love her. I'm still waiting for her to drop the Wes Anderson collection again so that I can, uh, grab lobby boy because that smells just right up my alley. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear about the other ones? I do. I absolutely do. Okay. So Susie and Sam has fern campfire pinion and bergamot. That one sounds really good too. I'm just going to buy the whole collection, like 100%. I think they were, I think you had to buy the whole collection. It was a set of three for $54, nine ounces. Yeah. You're right. A set of three for 54. Are you kidding me? Yes. Incredible. Such a good deal. Oh my gosh. You know, (laughs) have you seen Scream Queens? And there's like the, there's a character that like reviews candles. I am her. (laughs) I was literally, I was literally going to mention that Ashley, I can see Ashley We're we're on video chat right now and she's got her nose in these candles and she's just sitting there. I mean, you can tell she's in heaven right now. (laughs) And, um, the other thing that East York street has that Rowan has as well that we've already talked about is the tops. Yes. And I really like her labels too. I think they're so pretty. She mixes like cursive and yeah. Yeah. 
She just really knows how to do packaging so well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the yeah. Margot is the last one, and that has black, violet, smoke, amber, and saffron. And I think this is my Oof. favorite one. Yeah, it's like floral and just like has that depth with the amber. It's so nice. I also have been realizing that I'm very into saffron as a fragrance now. Yeah, I mean, saffron, ha- it brings that level of complexity that you don't often see in something like a Bath and Body Works candles, for example. Yes. Okay. And then her candles are soy wax with a combination of essential oils and toxin-free premium grade fragrance oils. And they're all eco-friendly wicks. So everything is clean with these candles. Mm, That's so important for me. Yeah. We don't want black soot on our walls. Yeah. Yeah. But also in my dog's lungs. Yeah. I mean, also in your lungs. Yeah. Any of our lungs. Okay. So if we're using our new three wick scale how many Mm -hmm. wicks would you give rowan first of all i would give rowan two two out of three for sure and the reason being because it's in that affordable price range it's under thirty dollars um and i think that the scent complexity is there i think that you get enough of that those like subtle notes that you really look for in a good quality quality candle and it's got really great ingredients uh, like I said, it's clean. I think it covers enough of that, like quality of ingredients and everything. The only thing that I would say is like not there that you're going to get in a higher price point candle is obviously the vessel is a pretty basic vessel that we see a lot. And the, the throw is not intense the way that other candles are and again for some people that's going to be a great thing and like i said i love it in a bathroom or an office but i can hardly smell these candles in a big open space unless i've got a couple of them burning at a time i would agree and i would also give hannah minks i would say her candles are big wick energy i mean her packaging is so good i want to be like she's best of the best i love her 100 percent but what i'm thinking about with vessels and giving one like full points for that would be like, will I clean this out, reuse it and have like want to use it. And you could absolutely clean out both Rowan and East York street candle vessels and use them, especially Mm -hmm. because they have the jars or the, the lids, the screw top lids. You can use these, you can find like a purpose for them, but let's be real. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'll clean it out. I'll recycle it, but I'm not going to like cherish this vessel. I'm not really using my amber glass jar vessel candles for anything more than, you know, storing small items like buttons, hairpins, things like that. Or I do what you do and I just recycle them. Yeah. And there's no shame in that. Not everything needs to be like cherished and used forever. These are big wick energy candles and that's great. And I love them and you should shop them if you're into that. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're somebody listening to this, (laughs) if you're somebody who loves amber vessels, don't come for us. Like don't come for us. Don't come for us. That's great. If if you're really into amber vessels, this this episode's for you. Then you, exactly. you found some exactly. magnums. Congratulations. All right. Since we're talking about amber vessels, I feel like we have to talk about PF candle. Because I feel yeah. like they are the original amber vessel candle company. Right? Like they I think have they are. I really mm-hmm. feel like they set the tone for the look. And also for fr- for some of these fragrance notes, before PF came around, I didn't really smell candles that had those like masculine fragrance notes like teakwood and tobacco or amber and moss. And then once they made them and started being successful, they sold them in like West Elm. 
a lot of candle companies replicated that and a lot of candle companies have scents that are similar to that but i think pf did it first they did it really well and now they're mm-hmm. like an institution in la they employ so many people they're great people the owners are super nice i've been to like a candle making workshop with them they have a few shops a few physical locations one in san francisco one in la they're just great people i really love what they're doing and i just feel like we have to shout them out yeah i love that their packaging is often replicated scents are often ripped off but they were the first and they do it really well and they also have a really great line outside of candles i love their hand wash i love their incense cones yeah aren't those your favorites Oh yeah. I love the PF candle incense cone specifically. I love incense cones because it contains the mess. I hate the mess of a incense reed like stick. It just gets yeah. everywhere. Yeah. No, it I feel me that. crazy. And I watch it. I like anxiously watch it and I'll like move it to try to contain it. It's just like, I'm too, I'm, I'm wound too tight for an incense stick. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. A cone is nice. All right, so a little more about PF Candle. Their standard size amber vessels are $24. Their sunset collection, which comes in a tin and is taller, those are $29. And then the larger amber vessels are $34. And I have an unofficial sponsor plug, which is basically me just promoting my own affiliate links. I have I a promo code for PF. You can use the promo code HOSMER, which is my last name. It's H-O-S-M-E-R for 15% off PF Candles. And I really love them. They're a great company to support. They are. For a really long time, I had their Sunset Collection candles, a couple of them. I finally finished them off just a couple months ago, maybe during the summer, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I reused the one of the Sunset like tin jars for something for my crocheting. So. You know what? I do really like reusing those. And I have one that I, I'm not sure if I moved with it. It would have been a little weird if I did. Your it was, cactus? No, it was an empty one. And I just kept it, kept it on our coffee table and I would use it to put my wick trimming. So anytime I was going to relight a candle oh, that's great. and I trim the wick, I would put it in an empty PF candle sunset vessel because, because it's, you can pop the top on. You can pop the top on and it's completely opaque. Unlike an amber jar, you can see through it. Right. The opaqueness hides the mess, which I love. And it yeah. made it so I didn't have to like get up, go to the trash can to like drop off my wick trimming. Perfect. Perfect use yeah. for that. I really like them. Do you feel like PF is a big wick energy level candle company? I do. I definitely do. My one thing with PF Candle is I think that their scents used to be stronger, so they had better throw. And then as they started mm-hmm. growing, I feel like it's become less and less. But I do like the larger the larger amber vessels. They have better throw, and they have that one in teakwood and tobacco, which is one of my favorite scents. Yeah, I really, I really like them. I wish they were a little stronger. I wish they almost had options where you could like choose one that had like a dialed down scent or throw, and one that had an amped mm-hmm. up one. Because I'm a person that wants the amped up one. Yeah, I I would definitely recommend PF for people who have a lighter... Scent sensitivity, yeah. Yes, yeah, who have a scent sensitivity for sure. I've had people message me saying like, I've never tried candles because I'm so... I get like migraines from candles, but that PF are ones that they can burn and actually enjoy. And they're scented, Mm -hmm. they're not unscented. So if you have any friends or know anyone that's like very sensitive to scent or if you're having people over, I feel like that's a good one to light. I feel like it's always nice to have a candle lit when you have people over, 
but you don't know if people are going to be sensitive to scent. PF candles are great mm-hmm. because you can also like cluster them. I love that. Yes. That's so moody. Yeah, yeah. A cluster exactly. of candles. I love it. Yeah. PF is great for that. I think too that PF Candle Co. their scents pair really well together. Mm-hmm. Like there are some companies that put out scents and you're not really going to pair two out of a collection together. And I think that the one thing that especially East York Street and PF Candle Co. have is that you could pair a couple of their candles together for sure. They're also so accessible. You can find them, like, I feel like every boutique kind of shop that you want to go to in the city has PF Candle. Mm -hmm. I actually, uh, this is what I do. Anytime we're traveling to a city we've never been to, I go to PF's site and I look at their stockist list. And then that's how I know what boutiques I want to go to in a city, straight up by, like, seeing who stocks PF. Because if a shop stocks PF, they're going to have like cute home things. I already know. So like, that's how I pick what stores to go to in a new city. Yeah, I'm in like Orlando, Florida right now. And we have shops that sell PF Candle Co. Yeah, they're they're international. This is Orlando, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but PF Candle is international. I mean, if you are having a hard time getting an Easter Street candle or for some reason you can't find a Rowan candle you're always going to be able to find PF. Even like coffee shops carry PF. Yeah. It's, they're like the most, I don't want to say unassuming because I feel like unassuming is the wrong word, but they are the most chill, like down to earth (laughs) candle company in this price range for sure. Totally. If you're trying to, you're making the jump from candles that you really love that are maybe not as clean ingredients And so you, or, or you're someone who's always supported like big brands like Bath and Body Works and stuff like that and Target and everything like that. And you're looking to try a smaller brand while PF is not as small as Hannah and East York Street. PF is a really great brand to start with because like Ashley is saying, you've got really accessible candles at a good price in a variety of sizes and the throw is not overwhelming. So even if you like get a candle and you light it and you realize it's not your vibe, it's, it's a candle that you can probably pair with another one and make it your vibe for sure. So I think that PF is a really good one for people who are looking to make a switch either because they're looking to switch from, you know, maybe toxic ingredients to clean, or they're looking to make that switch from big to small and sustainable. I think they're a really good place to start. Yeah, and PF cares a lot about sustainability, and they're doing a lot of things right. I really like yeah, them. Yeah, totally agree. So use that promo code Hosmer for 15% off. <laughs> and then I have one more honorable mention. So there is a candle company that is on the same level as East York Street, I would say, in terms of being like a small woman-owned company, one-woman show, and that is Burrow Home. She's based out of Portland, Oregon. She actually sent me a candle and like a little Portland care package before we moved to Portland. Her name is Laura. That's so wonderful. It was so nice. It had like local chocolate. It had um, a bag of coffee. It had tea. It was like the coziest little gift package that she sent me. It was so nice. And then it had one candle in it. It had night fever from her. And I'm going to read you. I'm going to read an excerpt from my candle review doc of what I said this candle smelled like. And I, I don't have it anymore. I burned through the whole thing, which is actually so rare for me. So that's how you know I like it too. I like actually burned it. 
Okay, so I said, this scent is right in my wheelhouse. It's moody, sexy, floral. It sets the tone. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I typed this all out. I'm such a dork. <laughs> this isn't this. an, oh, the family is coming over, light a candle. This is a, I'm dimming the lights, putting on some music, lighting a candle kind of candle. It's smoky and floral and sexy. That's what I wrote. I love that. Yeah, and her candles are $24. Oh, that's a great price. Yeah. Do you know what I love about smaller brands like East York Street and Borough Home is that, so Laura from Borough Home, like you said, is in Portland and you didn't have a podcast at the time. And while you are an influencer, you're not like, you're not, not a, a household mega name. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a household name. And Laura saw that you were moving and gave you a care package because she's a human being who's thinking of how probably thinking of how hard it is to move house, even harder to move states and like what's going to make someone like you, Ashley, feel at home when you get here. And it's something cozy, something sweet, and then something that you're familiar with, which is a candle, you know, and like the fact that she thought of you and made you a care package is just something that you're not going to get from a massive conglomerate, right? You're not, yeah, you're just I mean, never going to get that You're only going to get that from a massive conglomerate if you are a huge influencer or celebrity or something. And that comes with something. strings attached. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're all, it's, there's always an expectation. And I guarantee you that Laura was thinking of you, the person, Ashley, and not you, the influencer, Ashley, when oh, yeah. she made you that care package. I mean, when, I, yeah. when we moved here, she was one of the first people to reach out to me and was like, hey, do you want to meet up? That's amazing. She like came, picked me up. We went and got lunch. We went to some antique oh like malls and walked all around. She's so nice. I want to hang out with her more. So I really, I need to try more of her candles because I've only tried that one so far and I absolutely loved it. And she is also a huge fragrance head. Is that a saying? Fragrance head? I don't know. I mean, she's it is very, now. Yeah. She's very into fragrance. Like she has a ton of perfumes. I think she's actually like teased on her stories that she wants to get into like making some perfumes and she would be so good at it. So she really understands scents and how they layer and her candles burn really well. They're great. That's amazing. I love that you've plugged two like one woman shows. I hope that we sell them out and just, I don't want to overwhelm them, but I want to overwhelm them at the same time. I know. I want to, I want them to sell out. I just want success yeah. for people like that who are just like, kind people. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So all of these candles have big wick energy, stamp of approval, love them all. And we'll have all the information on them in our show notes with links. I think we've talked a good deal about candles that we love for under $30. And yeah. we've mentioned four brands now that are all pretty different mm -hmm. that have some similarities, but overall have really different scents and scent styles, scent profiles, scent complexities. And I think now we should have a little vent session. Absolutely. Do you want to get into the meltdown? I want to get into the meltdown. So... Ashley, talk to me about the good and the bad that happened to you this week. Maybe not the bad, but like, you know, the, the stuff that's weighing on you a little bit. Okay. So this week, again, this is Halloween Eve. So this week I had my ceiling painted in my dining room, which was great to have it done. So the anxiety inducing part leading up to that was I had this scheduled for three weeks mm -hmm. and I had contacted a paint company and they were like, oh, it's too small a project. We recommend this other company. And it was just like texting with this guy. And they had decent Google reviews. So I was like, cool. 
Because at one point I was feeling confident about painting the ceiling myself and then people gave me a reality check, which I'm very grateful for <laughs> because if I talked her out of that real fast. Yeah. If there's one project that you're going to start with, maybe it shouldn't be the ceiling of a room that has very expensive wallpaper in it. Maybe it should be a wall. So yeah, once my friends talked me down and were like, maybe you should hire a professional. I was like ready to expedite it. Anyway, I had this appointment set for three weeks. And then the day before I text the guy like, Hey, just want to make sure that we're on for tomorrow. And he's like, Oh yeah, we're running a day behind. So can we come the next day instead? And I'm like, no, I, I have plans that day. I'm not going to be home. And then he's like, Oh, let me see what I can do. And then he's like, okay, yeah, I can move things around. So this guy can come tomorrow. I already bought the paint. And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean? You already bought the paint. And I had sent him a picture of the wallpaper with like a swatch from Sherwin Williams being like, this is the closest I could find, but I want to color match. And I had in my text exchange with him, told him I can go to the paint store and like get this color match. So it's exactly right. And he was like, Oh yeah, don't worry about it. Like we'll take care of everything. So when he was like, yeah, I just bought that paint swatch. I was like, Whoa, 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 buddy. That is not what I wanted. This has been very clear in our text exchange. That's not what I want. So then I felt like I was having a panic attack and I was like, no, that's not what I want. And he was like, well, it looks good enough to me. And I'm like, well, you are not me. It does not look good enough to me. So then I took it upon myself to go to Sharon Williams, where the teenager working there told me that it was black, that the darkest color in the wallpaper in the wallpaper sample was black, which it absolutely is not. No, it is not. Not at all. <laughs> and so then I went home and then I woke up to go to this local paint store called Miller Paint in Portland. And I went at 7 a.m., and the very nice older gentleman, which way I was hoping there would be a nice older gentleman working there was. And he was like, yeah, if we want to color match exactly, we're looking at like four to five days before you can get the paint. And I'm like, well, this guy is coming to my house in one hour. I have one hour to get the accurate paint color that I want. And he was like, okay, we'll go take a look at our samples and like, see if there's one that's pretty close. So I found two and I brought them back over to him. And he was like, I think this one, I took photos and I was like, I feel good about this. I don't want to push this out anymore. I want to get this done. So I got the one gallon of paint, like the painter told me I should get, took it back to my home. The painter that's coming to paint the ceiling comes and he's like, oh, we're going to need three gallons of paint. And I was like, okay, I'm going to call. I call and I'm like, Hey, I was just there. I need two more gallons of this. And they're like, Oh, we don't have any more. Let me call some other locations. So then they call and they have it in Vancouver, Washington, which is only like 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. So then I went and got those. So it was like a whole ordeal, but whatever. I have my ceiling painted and it's great. I love it. And I think it is so much better because I had a light colored ceiling. And every time I looked at it, it just looked off. Now I feel like it fits. But because I am like that much closer to my vision coming alive, I'm seeing the other things that aren't right. And I'm driving myself crazy. <laughs> You'll get there though, right? Like what do people always say? Home takes time. Yeah, it absolutely does. But it's just like the thing with having a social media account and like sharing these things is people are also quick to like point out the things you should do. Like when I put in the wallpaper and was so excited, people were like, what are you going to do with the ceiling? And now I've done the ceiling and I, it's like, I'm anticipating those comments like, Oh, you should also do this. And it's like, I'm exhausting myself anticipating them, but I, I also, I yeah. do know they're coming. Yeah. And I think people are never comfortable with the in-between spaces. Yeah. Like people, like your followers, you may be comfortable knowing that eventually it will come together, but your followers see a photo on your feed and they say, 
okay, this is the finished space, but those curtains aren't quite right. Even if you think that the curtains are right, those curtains are not right to person A. To user one to writing a comment. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, now I see it too. And also, yeah. So I'm like, I'm in the dining room now. I'm looking up at the ceiling and yeah, the things I want to do in here now are add some crown molding just to make it look a little more polished and like intentional. So I want to add some crown molding that matches the ceiling color, but I honestly don't even know the process of doing that or who I would hire. I reached out to one company, but it was on a Friday and now it's the weekend. So I'm like waiting to see if they get back to me. And now that, now that the ceiling and the wallpaper and like most everything is coming together, I'm like, yeah, these curtains that I bought before I put the wallpaper in are not right. So I want to get new curtains. I know I don't like the curtain rod. I want to get a new curtain rod. So now I'm just, you know, feverishly Googling things, trying to find it because I just, this is the room that's like closest to being quote unquote done. Cause I don't think you're ever really like done done. But this is the room that's closest to feeling like very put together. And it's also the room I keep being like, we can't have people over until like X, Y, and Z is done in like our dining room. But like the light fixtures going up on Tuesday, we are so close. So this is, it's not like super serious high stakes meltdown, but enough for me to like think about and fixate on. You're having a little anxiety over it. A little bit. What's new? So when you say that the dining room is the closest room to being done, is your front entryway not finished? It's okay. So the front entryway has tile on the ground, which I really, really don't like. Okay. So now I, I see that I see the things that I want to change instead of seeing the progress I made, which is disheartening for the entryway. I do want to get like a mirror or maybe like a little chair or something. There are some things I want to do in there, but I, I don't know what I want to do yet. So that's, that's the difference. It's like when I don't know what I want to do, I'm not fixated on it because I don't know yet. Whereas like in the dining room, I know what I want to do. I just like, I need to like find the people to do it because I don't want to do it myself and I don't know how to do it myself. And I need to like actually like commit and like find the curtains that are right in here and like find the curtain rod I want in here but it's like, I know those are the things I want to do. I just haven't found them. So it just feels so frustrating to be like, I know what I want to do. Like, I'm so close, but like, I have exhausted my sources for looking at curtain rods. If you have a curtain rod source, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Ashley is, she's sourcing. <laughs> yeah. her, she's sourcing what she needs through our, our, we have, we have our a podcast review base. on Apple podcasts and in your podcast review, put a source. <laughs> Or curtain rods. That would be great. I love that. But anyway, what's what's on your mind right now? What's weighing on you? Really, what's just weighing on me personally is London. You know, um, this is almost a year in the making. And I finally heard back that I'm going to be moving in Q1 of 2023. And it's a lot. It's you. I think I've been preparing for this for a while. I've been working on, you know, downsizing my things and preparing to store what what I plan to either move over if it becomes a permanent move or, you know, move with when I come home. But you just don't realize, one, you don't realize how much crap you own. Totally, yeah. I mean, how long have you lived in this house, too? Yeah, this one I've lived for about five years. So, That's a good um, amount because, of time to accumulate yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of collect stuff. And, um, I also thought that I really wasn't sentimental until I started having to make decisions about things that like, for example, I collected puzzles 
like really nice puzzles from Piecework and mm-hmm. other brands like them. And the thought of giving them away or selling the ones that I haven't yet completed feels really, really sad, especially because you're the person who got me into like really nice brands of puzzles and you sort of like rekindled my love for puzzles. So I have this, you know, I have this like weird attachment to a couple of them in particular and, you know, making that decision between like, do I put them in a box and ship them to myself in London and then will I will I do these puzzles in London? You know, um, I have ceramics that my sister bought from small makers in um, here in Florida and in other places that she's been and just, you know, thinking, do I ship those to myself and risk them breaking? And then and then, of course, candles like I, I have yeah. candles that I'm willing to part with because I just know like it's going to be fine if I don't bring them with me. But then I have candles like I have net candles Um, I have my Stevie candle. I have candles like this that it would be more expensive to replace them than it would be to ship them to myself. So making decisions like that has been difficult. And then bigger decisions like finding an apartment, finding a bank, you know, all of these things. These are things I didn't even think of. These are things we just don't think of, you know, and and just and then and then it becomes this like moving Nova. Nova's my cat. She'll be coming with me to England and um just the fact that i will be moving without her at first and um she i have a very loving family and they they've very graciously offered to take care of her for a little while be like while i move and get settled because just the idea of moving her across the world and then on top of it moving her from like hotel and airbnb until i find a place to live you know, just felt really, really overwhelming and daunting. And so I will return for her or have her brought to me. And just that whole, you know, getting her ready to travel is it's just stressful, you know, leaving her and knowing that like, I haven't slept without an animal scratching at my door, climbing on my bed, you know, in five years, no longer since 2013. So almost 10 years. That's 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 a lot. So I just feel like... Are you a list maker? I am a list maker. And the worst part about this right now is that my list is getting longer and I'm not crossing things off. I was going to say maybe like sections. Like, okay, I need to find a bank. Like all the the financial things, that's one thing. All the pet related things, Mm -hmm. that's another list. So it seems more manageable. And I also, anytime I make a list, I put something on it that's easy to achieve. I even put things on it that I've already done. I put like easy things I've done on there just so I can cross it off and feel like I'm accomplishing something. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot, you know, and I'm so excited to move and I'm so excited for the adventures that I'm going to have. And just like knowing that this is a step towards, I've, I've said for many, many years that I wanted to try living in another country and gain that experience and that perspective Um, that you just don't get from living in the country of your birth. Like this isn't just an American thing. This is if you only live in England for your entire life and you don't acknowledge that there's a world outside of you, you really do think that you are, you know, the big bad kid on the block. And I think traveling just gives you that perspective of we are small and the world is big and there is room for all of us in it. And I think that that's really changed the way that I view relationships and people and 
you know, the things, the different things that make us beautiful and unique. And so I'm so excited to move, but at the same time, I am absolutely terrified. And the things keeping me up at night are the things that I know I will be able to accomplish once I'm there, but it just feels so far away right now. It's going to be great. I think it's It's also hard because it's not like so soon you have months still. So it's like, what Mm. can you achieve now? Like you can't find an apartment now because it won't be available months from now, but maybe you can find an area like lock in an area. I have my area. Oh, you do. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I've like Google map view and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm between two areas and I won't give it away yet because I would really love to be like, I got the area I wanted. Right. Or I got my pick number two. So I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it close and (laughs) it'll be like a countdown to the area that Diane moved to. Right. (laughs) I'm very, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your British accent come in. I'm excited for you to discover (laughs) new candle brands I've never heard of. Me too. I'm excited to visit you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that the most exciting thing for me is knowing that I have people like you who are so excited for me to move and so excited to come visit me. Yeah, I'm you know. very excited. Our candle chat, Me too. our candle chats Instagram is going to be like pictures of London all of a sudden when you're there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do, I do really want to make some time to beef up our candle chats Instagram with some really great pictures. Some, what do we call those um, photos where like you set the scene and light the candle and it's like I don't know, like an uh, like the ambiance is just right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. just imagine, uh, like a cup of coffee, a good candle, and like the like the London skyline in the window behind me, right? Oh my gosh, so <laughs> ideal! Exactly. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for episode two. For episode three that we're releasing next week, we're gonna cover some candle basics, some candle 101. So we will be putting up some stories on our Instagram over at Candle Chats asking for your burning questions. So please submit any basic candle care questions you have. We're going to talk about candle accessories and some of our favorite fall scents. So excited for episode three. Can't wait. So give us a follow over at Candle Chats. Leave us questions in our question box. You can give me a follow at Ashley Hosmer. You can give Diane a follow at Diane Zeiss. And this will all be in the show notes. And you can also send us an email if you have any special requests, any longer form questions or anything like that. Feel free to send us an email at candlechats at gmail.com. But I wanted to give a disclaimer here. I know that you guys want us to try like every candle that you see out there and you want us to like tell you if it's good or not. But we are just two women with limited income. (laughs) So if you really want us to try a candle... Tell candle brands that you want us to try their candles. Tag us, tag Candle Chats. Tell candle brands about us. That would really help because I'm going to be real with you. There's no way in hell I'm going to be buying a ton of candles. I just don't have the expendable income to do that right now. We we're so grateful that you guys are listening and we're so grateful that you have an interest in candles just like us. And our eventual goal is to be able to try every candle that you send our way. Like that's what we want. So remember to tell candle brands about us. We really would. And don't forget to be kind and trim your wicks.